0: Welcome to another episode of the Michelle Tafoya podcast. Today, three news stories, fentanyl, dove soap, and Cheryl Crow. That's coming up.
1: Now, it's time for some sanity. It's the Michelle Tafoya
0: podcast. Well, there is so much news breaking today. We've got the Iranian hostage situation, and that's a whole nother topic I would love to get into at some point. But just remember this, when the Biden administration says that, you know, we swapped five for five, five hostages of theirs for five hostages of ours. And two of their hostages want to remain in the United States. And then they're freeing up $6 billion of Iran's own money, right? You know, it's not, we're not giving them taxpayer money. No, but we had sanctions for a reason. And now you're loosening up their sanctions. Oh, but they have to spend it the way we want them to spend it. Good luck. And P.S. money is fungible. Look up the word fungible. If you're not familiar, you, you'll know what it means because every time you get money into your bank account, it helps you somewhere else. So, uh, good luck with that one. But we've got three different kind of stories today. One will make you really angry and sad. One will make you kind of laugh, but go really. And then the third one is kind of one of I I, I would call it hope, starring Cheryl Crow who sang about watching the sun come up in the California, you know, over Southern California and all that stuff and why she has left California. I guess the sun comes up everywhere. Anywho, do you think your face enjoyed the summer heat and sun as much as you did? Let me quote Ella from Rockford, Illinois. Quote, I have both age and acne spots and this stuff is actually fading both of them age and acne this serum is worth every penny she says she is raving about the dark spot corrector from genuicell something i rave about as well it's a must-have after months of record heat and humidity you've got your sunspots, spots your brown spots discoloration red inflammation patches they will all disappear in front of your eyes and here's the genuicell amazing guarantee you'll see results day one or your money back What's not to take advantage of here? GenuCell's most popular package now includes the dark spot corrector plus the classic GenuCell bags and puffiness treatment and immediate effects. Your eyes are going to thank you. Your skin is going to thank you. All at about 70% off. Your wallet will thank you. So you can try the best skincare in the world for yourself. Completely risk-free. Did you know that GenuCell offers a compliments guarantee? This is true. They'll give you your money back if you don't get compliments on how much younger you look. Okay, it's simple. Go to genucel.com slash Michelle today. Start looking years, even decades younger tomorrow. G E N U C E L dot com slash Michelle with one L. Say goodbye to dark and liver spots, bags and puffiness under the eye, crow's feet at genucel.com slash Michelle. Genucel dot com slash M I C H E L E. You'll see results day one. And you'll get compliments everywhere you go. That's a guarantee. Genyacel.com slash Michelle. Genyacel.com slash M-I-C-H-E-L-E, one L. Okay, this first story, I read it and I got so angry. Because this speaks to stuff going on at the border. This speaks to ineptitudes in New York about licensing childcare facilities I want you to put yourself in the position of any of these parents, but clearly, um, particularly one set of parents. This happened in the Bronx, a daycare center. One child died and three others were hospitalized from suspected fentanyl exposure. Um, the child care center apparently was being used as a drunk drug front. That's what police, is, police sources are saying. Its owner was hauled off to court, Gray Mendez de Ventura. 36 years old is the proprietor of Divino Nino daycare. She was stoic as she was led out of the 56, a 52nd precinct followed by alleged cohort, Caristo Acevedo Brito, who was 41 years old. That person lived in the basement along with the drugged up daycare business. And yes, I'm reading out this story out of the New York post and you can get the, the facts here of it was a drugged up daycare center so, uh, Brito hid his face from reporters as he walked from the precinct wearing a white baseball cap and putting his head down. He was put in a separate NYPD car for the trip to the Bronx criminal court. Police said Mendez was later taken to Lincoln Hospital for a medical evaluation and is listed in stable condition. Now, the suspects face wraps, including murder. Um, both suspects are waiting arraignment. The pair was charged Saturday with murder, assault, and child endangerment in the suspected fentanyl exposure death of one-year-old, he was probably closer to 18 months, going to be too soon, Nicholas Felice Domenici. And the picture of this little boy, it just breaks your heart. Three other children, two two two-year-old boys and an eight-month-old sister of one of them remain hospitalized after being exposed to the deadly fentanyl drug. The kitties were apparently exposed when the drug was cut in the daycare center. So you press this fentanyl and then you cut it and some of it floated into the air, allowing them to inhale it. That's according to law enforcement. Police have launched a manhunt for Ventura's husband who lived with her next door and is also sought in the boy's death. I mean, a little child is dead. Imagine taking your son and apparently this little boy had only been going to this daycare for about a week. And his mom trusted them, both parents trusted them to take care of her little boy so she could go to work. And this little adorable child is now gone because of fentanyl, because of this crap that is infecting so many corners of society. I mean, just because it hasn't hit you yet doesn't mean it won't. And stories like this really need to open our eyes. I mean, the number of fentanyl deaths in this country is out of control. Someone likened it to a plane crashing every day in this country, you know, with 300 people on board every day. Would we let that stand? No, we would demand change. And yet here we are just thinking that this is never going to impact us. Uh, Some of you, it probably has impacted. And for that, I empathize. I commiserate. This is one of the problems at the border among so many. Uh, Cops responded to a 911 call from the Kingsbridge Child Center shortly after 3.30 p.m. Friday found three of the children unresponsive, allegedly after being exposed to fentanyl, according to the police. At least some of the children were administered Narcan to try to save them. Yeah, and isn't this great? Now we're saying, oh, every school should have Narcan on the premises. Because we're just going to be okay with the fact that fentanyl is everywhere. Now, I don't disagree that we should have life saving procedures, but what does that say about where we are? That we have to have Narcan at childcare facilities and schools. One of the two year old boys is in critical condition, the eight month old girl is in stable condition, um, and the little boy, it, it, they're going to be facing depraved indifference, murder charges uh, manslaughter, reckless endangerment of a child, assault, of criminal possession of a controlled substance, throw the book at these people, throw the book at them. It's, it's an absolute disgusting story. And I just put yourself in these parents' shoes that you find out this is how your child was treated in a daycare center and died. Ugh. okay. That was the hardest one to get out of the way. Here's one that we discussed on Gutfeld. I was on Gutfeld Friday night. You may have seen it. This one is a little bit more lighthearted, but I think it's really worth delving into. So Bud Light, apparently that whole episode with Dylan Mulvaney hasn't taught anyone anything. I mean, Target had their swimsuit with the hiding flap or whatever you want to call it. (laughs) And we've got more. Dove soap now facing boycott calls over partnership with a controversial black lives matter activist promoting fat liberation. So apparently dove has decided it wants to partner with a bunch of people influencers. The soap brand dove is facing calls for a boycott after a controversial black lives matter activist revealed. She is partnering with the beauty brand as an ambassador to promote fat liberation. So the upside of this story is I guess you're allowed to say fat again, because I think there was a period of time we were not allowed to describe people as fat, even though fat is a word (laughs) that describes stuff that's in your food, fat, you know, it describes a condition of feeling fat. Fat liberation is the new term. We've got to liberate the fat. I I don't, I didn't know fat people weren't liberated. I'm not sure what she means, but this. This is going <laughs> to, if you don't like the woke stuff, you're going to love this story. The activist's name is uh, Zyna Bryant. Now, she made headlines in 2020 for her efforts. To, you got to listen to this. Her efforts to get a white University of Virginia student expelled. So she's at UVA. There's another student at UVA who happens to be white. And this gal, Zyna Bryant, tried to get her expelled for making what Bryant deemed to be, quote, threatening. Comments about a group of Black Lives Matter protesters. She later acknowledged that she likely, quote unquote, misheard the student, but not before campaigning to get her suspended from campus. Bryant revealed on Instagram late last month that she is partnering with Dove. And we have her announcement here and listen to it closely. My producer, John Berg, is going to play it. Listen to it. Listen to all the buzzwords. You can count. It's like, this is like bingo for buzzwords. Go ahead. Let's, let's play her, her soundbite.
1: My belief is that we should be centering the voices and experiences of the most marginalized people and communities at all times. So when I think about what fat liberation looks like to me, it looks like centering the voices and the experiences of those who live in and who maneuver through spaces and institutions in a fat body. It looks like making accessible spaces and having conversations that are aware of the fact that people have different bodies and that they are interacting with space and people and institutions and communities in a different way fat liberation looks like fully embracing those differences and having those conversations instead of shying away from them to learn more about fat liberation and the campaign for size freedom that dove is supporting visit dove.com forward slash size freedom tap in join the campaign support the campaign this is important and we should all be talking about it
0: fat freedom size freedom Okay. So as I said on Gutfeld, now we're just continuing to slice and dice society into little groups of aggrieved people. This is the, this is the victimhood Olympics. So not only are you color now and a pronoun and a gender, which could go along with the pronoun. Now you're a size. And so there should be size freedom. Here are the words I wrote down that she uses that are just institutions communities, centering, spaces, conversations, community. I, I'm i sure I missed a few, but w- she is parroting words that they're teaching <laughs> in academia these days that just have to do with, it, it's really like a word salad to use a, a, the hip term, to, to describe something that... So fat people are maneuvering through spaces and institutions and communities, and they need to be centered at all times. All marginalized communities need to be centered at all time. So here's what you need to do. If you want to be centered at all time in the conversations, find yourself a marginalized category to become a part of. So mine is going to be brunette Hispanics who are constantly battling their weight, former anorexics who also went through fertility issues and didn't get married till they were 35 that is my new group. Come join me. Let's fight for the rights of brunettes who have constantly been overshadowed by blondes in this society that that loves blonde hair. And, And we're constantly trying to lose weight because we don't want to be unhealthy, but we're just, we have this kind of relationship with food that made us anorexic when we were teenagers. And who knows, maybe or maybe not, that's why we ran into fertility issues. We don't think so. We think it was that we waited till we were 35 to get married and then the numbers go down the hill before you're 40 uh, of being able to have a successful pregnancy. Join me. Freedom. Oh, you got to be Latina as well. You have to have some Hispanic blood in you. Join me. We need our freedom. We want to be at the center of conversations because we have been marginalized anorexics who later have trouble having babies we've been marginalized we are not the center of conversation we move through spaces too when i had to walk around and see all those baby buggies around me i couldn't have a baby i was marginalized i'm not trying to make light i kind of am actually no one who is overweight is has their liberties taken away from them when they move through institutions, whatever the hell that means. I think if you use the word institution enough, you sound like, oh, all the, the big people, the institutions, the, the, the formal societal pressures of institutions are against us. Give me a break. So the white girl that you tried to frame for saying something and get her expelled has a permanent blotch on her college record that may prevent her from going to law school. Let's get back to this part of the story. This is interesting. Um, Dove's partnership with Bryant has been met with backlash, with some social media users calling for a boycott. Last week, uh, there's a page on X called End Wokeness, posted about the partnership, writing that Bryant ruined a white girl's life over a non-existent remark. Elon Musk weighed in as well, writing on X that the partnership was, quote, unquote, messed up. Before becoming a Dove ambassador, Bryant was best known as a BLM activist who campaigned to get a University of Virginia student, Morgan Bettinger, expelled over a misheard remark. Now, not only can you call people out for what they say, but also for what you think you heard them say. The incident began in the summer of 2020 when Bettinger drove down a street in Charlottesville, Virginia, where a BLM protest was happening. She kept driving after seeing a dump truck partially blocking the road. But when she realized the road was blocked off, she parked her car to see what was happening, she told Reason magazine. Bettinger briefly spoke to the truck driver and told her told him it's a good thing you you are here because otherwise these people would have been speed bumps, meaning that. It's a good thing the truck was there because it stopped cars like hers from driving through and accidentally hitting people. Okay. The truck driver confirmed that is what Bettinger told him in a statement to police. Some of you may remember this story. Bryant, having overheard a bit of the conversation, posted on Twitter that Bettinger said protesters, quote, would make good speed bumps and shared a video of Bettinger driving away from the street in her car. She then called the police and started crying, saying we were attacking her, Bryant said. Bryant quickly took up a campaign to get Bettinger expelled from school, filing a complaint with the University Judiciary Committee, claiming Bettinger had threatened students' health and safety. Email these UVA deans now to demand that Morgan face consequences for her actions and that UVA stop graduating racists, she wrote in a tweet. The student-run disciplinary system found Bettinger guilty of threatening protesters without any evidence. I would have walked off campus. Bryant filed a separate complaint with the school's Office for Equal Opportunity and Civil Rights, which found that three of Bryant's five accusations could not be proven. A report found Bryant most likely did not hear Bettinger's comment firsthand. When Bettinger was ultimately allowed back at school, which means she was prohibited from going to school for a time, Bryant's allegations resulted in a notation in Bettinger's permanent record that she faced disciplinary actions over her alleged comments. Bettinger has voiced concern that the note in her file may hurt her chances of getting into into law school as she had planned. The controversy over Bryant's partnership with Dove had led social media users to post pictures of their soap bars in the trash. The Dove brand is owned by Unilever, which is a British multinational corporation. Dove's partnership with Brian is reminiscent of Bud Light's decision to launch a major, major creative with Dylan Mulvaney. Okay. So there are just too many parts to this story. She wrongfully accused this woman. This woman now has a permanent mark on her college record and she's getting rewarded from it for standing up for, Fat liberation. I just, it's BS is what it is. Fat liberation is BS. You liberate yourself in your own mind, young lady. You don't need institutions and communities and conversations to center around you so you can feel good about yourself. You feel good about yourself if you like yourself. And if you build a strong inner core to stand up for yourself when needed. But I. (sighs) okay, so that's that story. And we'll end. You know what? Let's end on kind of a a fun note. Although Sheryl Crow has some some challenges in her life. Sheryl Crow admits moving from Los Angeles to Tennessee, quote, saved my life. Her decision to soak up the sun away from Los Angeles, embrace a more country lifestyle in Tennessee, ultimately saved her life. She was performing at the 2023 See Here Now Music Festival in New Jersey over the weekend, and she emphasized with those in her audience going through difficult times. She empathized. Quote, I know how hard it is for especially young people, and I don't know if anybody was pained by struggles like I did when I was young, but these are some tricky waters to navigate now, she shared. I'll just tell you that for me, getting out in nature really saved my life. So I moved to Nashville and I bought a farm. I sat in the trees and I just asked God to give me some answers and I wound up writing this song. So that was in 2003. She told Rolling Stone, I completely relate to Nashville because I have a lot of friends there who are also in the music business. But not only that, I just relate to the people I relate to the friendliness and down-homeness. I feel a relaxation that comes over my body that I usually don't feel when I'm in New York or L.A. She bought that farm two weeks after being diagnosed with breast cancer. She has two sons, whom she adopted, and noted that Tennessee is the ideal place for her to raise her children away from the cameras. It's great to have my kids grow up with the mentality that they live in a community. They owe their good fortune to helping other people. There are no paparazzi there. I think that's just a wonderful message. How often have you watched, I've said this before, maybe Hometown on HGTV or Fixer Upper, one of these set in a beautiful rural setting and you've thought to yourself, damn, that looks pretty good. Not because there's no paparazzi, but just because it looks a little more calm, a little more peaceful, a little more natural, away from the hubbub of city life. I'm happy for Cheryl Crow that she's found it. And I'm not surprised that she had to ditch California and New York in order to find it. Um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. All right, so I wish I had better examples of be brave, do good today. Cheryl Crow did some good, and she's bravely been dealing with her cancer diagnosis. So all of you, take a nod from her. Be brave, do good. You don't need fat liberation to live your life. Just your inner citadel. And we'll talk to you next time.